on this episode of the Highlander Podcast, we talk with Tyler Coleman, organizer of the International Fly Fishing Film Festival Shelling in Logan, Utah. We discuss his role in organizing the event and the importance of outdoor film. Welcome back, everyone, to the Highlander Podcast. This is Chase, and today I'm joined by Tyler Coleman, the president of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers here at, uh, at Utah State. Thanks for joining me. No problem. I uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit today about the International Fly Fishing Film Festival, or IF4, right? Um, that's going to be here in town this month. Uh, it's the second time it's come come to Logan. Um, and this is a really exciting event to have returning to our area. I wanted to talk a little bit about the film festival and your involvement in it. So thanks for joining us again. Um, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about uh, IF4 and film festival and what it's all about uh, the film festival showcases a series of short fly fishing films from all over the world these guys put their heart and soul into just going out and trying to do something new and exciting and see some crazy fish so they uh, put it together on film and then do a big festival out of it so these are all these these are films that come from all over the the country uh, international submissions potentially right there's you know, people just submit these these films, and, and I've seen some of the trailers, and they look amazing. They're beautiful. Um, and showcase uh, people fly fishing all over the world as well. Um, how did uh, how did you get involved, and, and what's Backcountry Hunters and Anglers doing to, to support this event? You're, you're hosting it. You're the ones that have brought it here, right? Yeah. So uh, before I moved to Utah, I went to one of the IF4 showings over in Michigan, and Really enjoyed it. Had a good time. It raised a bunch of money for a Trout Unlimited chapter out there. Um, when I got to Logan, the closest one was going to be down in Salt Lake. So I just said, why don't we host one of these up here? And now we are on our second year of hosting one. How was the first event uh, last year? How was that received by the community? It was awesome. It seemed to be, there's another film festival in town for fly fishing that comes around the same time of year. And I went to that one. It was good. I like IF4 a little bit better on a personal, you know, why why I like the films and stuff. But they're both great. They they uh, seem to be really popular. Even though they were back-to-back, we had them like a week apart. They were still packed at both events. Um, I think people are just excited to go do something different, get to see some new films they've never seen before, and, you know, get the family out and hopefully share their love for fly fishing. Why is this such a, a great event for backcountry hunters and anglers to support? I guess, why why film? Why is that interesting to, to you and the group? It's a good way to get the community together and, and kind of establish our presence here so they know what backcountry hunters and anglers is. And really, it's just a, it's a good way to raise funds for a nonprofit. It's a good way to get you know people out with their families and involve them in something that we're passionate about. Yeah, I think that's an important piece to mention. So, so the funds that that are raised from this go to who do they go to? Uh, so this will go to our actual club for backcountry hunters and anglers. Um, we do share a percentage with the uh, national chapter, which is completely normal with any nonprofit. But most of it's going to go right back into projects we do in Cache Valley on our public lands. Yeah, do you mind sharing a little bit about some of those projects and kind of what you guys are working on here locally? Yeah, so we've done a lot of stuff with uh, DWR and the Forest Service, um, like fence projects out in Logan Canyon on Spawn Creek, kind of helping allow big big game migration in the winter, but then stop the cattle from going in the creek during the grazing season, which uh, protects the native Bear River cutthroat trout that we have up there. So great event, great films to go see, but also those you know the funds raised go and support 
you know, our public lands here in this area, which is awesome. Um, wh- when and, and where is the event going to take place? Uh, it's going to be at the Utah Theater on January 30th, which is a Thursday. And doors open at 5.30 p.m. and we'll start the films at 6.30. Nice. That's, and that's a great theater um, if, if you haven't been down there. Um, I think almost a little underutilized. I think there's a lot of opportunity for, for films to be shown there, and, and especially kind of in a film festival setting. Um, and uh, I'm a big proponent of kind of the, the outdoor films, um, you know, outdoor film coming to, to Cache Valley more and more. We, you know, we always are part of the Warren Miller films that come to town, and, and that's great for skiing. Um, but... You know, you just don't see as many fly fishing films out there, I don't think, or or at least those haven't come here um, until recently. Yeah, Utah's a, a giant fly fishing state, and mm-hmm. I, I was actually surprised moving from Michigan, which when I moved there I didn't think was going to be as big into fly fishing as it really is, and then coming here, like the the events that they have here seem to be like a much smaller venue and, you know, less less crowd than, than out in Michigan. And Arizona actually has a pretty similar-sized fly fishing event community. I wouldn't say community. There's a heck of a lot more people in Utah that are fly fishing, but Arizona's like events are pretty much the same size as Utah ones. And we have, you know, way more water out here. So having a showing up in Logan, so you don't have to drive all the way down to Salt Lake, or there's a showing in Ogden of I have four, but there's, you know, a few different places that show it down there and nobody in the Northern region. So we wanted to bring it up here and engage our local community. There's a ton of people in Cache Valley that fly fish or just fish in general. I mean, you don't have to fly fish to enjoy watching people catch fish. So uh, I guess maybe we can get into, you, you don't necessarily represent IF4, but um, can you tell us a little bit about the organization? We, we talked a little off air about when it started, and and uh, but tell us a little bit about that organization, what they're all about. Um, so I know that, I, I don't know a lot about them. They are from, from uh, Canada, actually. They're from British Columbia, and they kind of just organized a bunch of guys to get together and uh, put together a film festival that can be used to raise money for nonprofits. So obviously, I'm sure IF4 makes their cut, and or they wouldn't survive like sure. any company. But for the most part, from most of the showings I've seen, it's nonprofits that are hosting them as a way to raise money and kind of build up the conservation world and put money back into, you know, projects and things that are going to help some of the fisheries out. Yeah, that's great. I, I always love seeing, um, you know, events, companies that, that really focus in on, on, you know, supporting public lands or local charities. So that's, you know, what they're doing at the core of what they're doing, uh, you know, I, I think is, is really impactful and impressive. So it's nice to see something like that come, come here locally to, to Cache Valley. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the films that are coming, and I don't know if if you had a few that that stuck out to you that you thought were were interesting. But what are you looking forward to most uh, at the film festival, or any you know do any jump out at you, and um, which ones caught your eye? We've got two, at least two USU alumni that have films in it. There's um, Intense Media is from Utah, and that would be Phil Tuttle, who I think he got his MS up here for fisheries, and he works for the Utah DWR. Um, Phil is insane with a camera. It's just always one of my favorite films. Um, The whole crew of guys that go together, um, Courtney from Blue Halo Rods, Derek Otheus, um, sometimes they've got Spencer from Tacky Fly Fishing. They're just a fun group of guys. They 
are real, you know, and, and you really can just feel like you're along with the adventure. So I always like watching their films. Another USU alumni would be Gilbert Rowley, who got a fisheries degree as well. And he's incredibly talented with filming, editing, everything. Those guys are just awesome. So those are my two filmmakers that I enjoy watching, no matter what film they're putting out. Um, Gilbert did the Droplets and Particles this year. And Phil did the Aurora Fontanalius, I think is how he wants to have it pronounced. It's a... Uh, that film's about like brook trout and how the the native people believe that they get their coloration from like the aurora borealis. Mm. So the name's kind of like a play off of that. Right, right, yeah. And I looked. You, you can look at any of the trailers for these um, before you go to the the film festival at at uh, the film festival's website, which is. Do you have that offhand? Uh, if for no, it's flyfilmfest.com. So y- you can check out any of the trailers there, but uh, yeah, particles and droplets. Um, and what was that? Aurora Fontanalius. Fontanalius, um, both from USU grads. And the, um, the bull run looks like a pretty good film because anything with any kind of char species is always awesome. Right. Yeah. A couple others that that jumped out at me is the AK-30. You know, the, the group of guys going out to Alaska just to try to get that that 30 inch trout from Alaska. Um, the Mend, kind of a different take. Um, I, you know, a lot of these films, it's it's really tight shots. You know, really clear shots of, of these beautiful fish jumping and, and being caught. And, and the mend is the story of a father son and mending their relationship through fishing and kind of a different take. Um, and, and a lot of these films take people all across the world from Alaska to, to BC to Oman. Um, it just, just all over the place in the hunt for, for fish. Um, which is, is, is incredible. If you can't yourself go and, and see those places, this is, a, is, you know, the next best thing. So it's a great way to dream. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> what, do you find a lot of inspiration watching films like this? What is it, you know, how do they make you feel and, and does it change how you fish or, or you know, does it inspire you to go to some of these places? It's inspiring for sure. I wouldn't say that it really changes much of like how I fish because it's not like an instructional, you know, video and it's more like motivation. Like you watch that and you're like, man, I want to go fish now. Like it's, it really makes you want to go outside and see these places and travel. And, you know, with the canyon so close, we could fish whenever we want. You could fish across the street in town, but it's not char. It's not, you know, Columbia peacock bass or something. So it really makes you, like, dream and, and wish you could do that and maybe even start saving up money to go do that. Right. I, I think when I watch the films, it just helps me develop a greater appreciation for the sport, for the activity, for for the fish being caught, right? Um and for the public lands and, and the lands in general, the rivers that um, that these people are using to, to catch the fish. Um, so I, I, that's where I love that there's a tie between the film festival, seeing these beautiful places, these beautiful uh, fish, but also some of the proceeds go to organizations that help preserve those places, uh, which is incredible. And a, a lot of the guys that are actually in these films are involved with conservation organizations. So you'll see... I know some of the films last year showed about how they did some like restoration work over, you know, in other countries to help them have a more like sustainable guiding system and help them, you know, develop a following. There's a a film that they did years ago with uh, Arapaima, I believe is what it was, and the the tribe that kind of like I guess you would call it managed the fishery, like they lived there, you know, it's their their fishery. And they were doing all this work, spending like two weeks to make like $75 off of fish. Now they take hosted 
guide trips and they take people out fly fishing. It's like three to four thousand dollars they make off wow. of like a trip. So it's it's increased their their community in a, it's like built their community in a way that they are actually can live there and be sustainable and not have to like kill themselves to go make seventy five bucks and and kill the fish, which is you know decreasing the population dramatically. So. Right. That's. I think that's another great benefit, especially some of these films that are that are going to some of these more remote locations. Um, imagine the the people that are fishing there are, are raising some awareness about that area as a potential mm-hmm. fishing tourism destination, um, and and visiting those places can potentially help those local economies and the the people who work in that area, um, which is awesome. Is this something that you see continuing to grow year after year? This film festival. You you brought it here. Um, last year what are you expecting in terms of showing this year are you you seeing some momentum from from the last year going to the into this year yeah so last year we we were the second showing because there are uh, the second film showing up here there's the other one that's put on by trout unlimited which i volunteered at and helped with but being the second film so close together i think it kind of you know Maybe people are like, oh, I just went last week or, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly how many days apart it was, but it was pretty close together. So this year we've got a lot of people that say, whoa, I really want to go to that one I didn't go last year. Or, man, I loved that one. I invited a bunch of my friends. And we almost, I think we sold 258 tickets last year and the place holds 320. Wow. So I, th- I think we can sell out pretty easily this year. And I still think that having the... Trout Unlimited showing of F3T, another film festival, a month after ours, like they should have no problem selling just as many tickets or more than last year. Right. Well, I I love to hear that these types of events are just growing because the awareness that they they raise for the sport, um, the inspiration that they bring for for people who participate and those who want to get into the sport, I, I think are just amazing. So I think there's plenty of room for two festivals. And I love that I think you're kind of of the approach that, yeah, you're, you'd volunteer at the other event because you care about the sport and you care about growing, um, you know, fishing in general in this area and you see the value and kind of that a rising tide raises all boats, um, you know, idea here, here locally. So it's, there's not, I don't see a competitive nature between film festivals. It's all about growing the sport, right? No, it's awesome because I actually worked for Cash Anglers, Trout Unlimited, you know, as an internship. So I'm real close with those guys and we wanted to make sure we could do it to where it's going to be beneficial for both of us in the community. It's most of our projects that we do that involve streams, I, they involve us or we involve them. It's, we're not we're not against each other in conservation. Everybody's out here to, to build up this awareness and actually do something positive and give back to the streams or public lands or, or any of those. I mean, any club on campus that does anything outdoors, it's probably on public land. So if we're going to do a cleanup like we did in Providence Canyon, they should be there. They should be helping. We should all be working together. There's no you know oh it's that club event or oh it's this club event like it's our community it's our public lands we should all be working on it right i i think the other cool thing about this event in particular is where it is at uh at the utah theater you're really just a few blocks away from the logan river and and there's a lot of really cool things that are happening with the logan river right now including a, a blue trails master plan that we just talked about that hopefully logan city adopts it sounds positive so far um but uh, just cool to be in a in a small community like this, uh, where you have film going on, or, you know, around fly fishing, and and literally a couple blocks away, there's great kind of un- underappreciated in some ways um, fishing that can happen. Uh, so a really cool venue if you haven't had the chance to go there, and then you know, before the fresh, or after the, the film, fresh you could go Center Street. You know, 
remodeling, I guess, is a way to Right, absolutely. So that, that Center Street remodel is great. Um, so you can go down, get a crepe, get a waffle, uh, you know, whatever, and then go see the film. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about this, but a couple, I guess, Utah or USU submissions. Um, I guess that just says a lot about our community and about this university and, and um, the people affiliated with it. Um, any, so I guess probably I was going to ask about Cache Valley people, um, but I guess those are some of the USU submissions. Or yeah, USU Gilbert grads. and Phil no longer live up in Cache Valley, right. but they did. And the first thing they said was fish the Logan River in town when I moved here. Right. Said don't overlook it because there's some big fish. It's fun. You know, it's close. You can do it in between classes. Um, Phil actually wrote my letter of recommendation into fisheries mm. program, into the fisheries program at, at USU. So it's it's really cool to, you know, I had no idea I was going to ever host a IF4 thing, but it's something I can kind of do to help, you know, promote the film festival and, and raise more awareness through some awesome films that they do. So along with that, um, what does it take to host an event like this? I mean, you you said you'd never thought you'd get into into hosting events or, you know, hosting a film festival. Um, what does it take to put something like this together? A lot of unpaid dedication and time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of passion. Yeah, I, I actually, I've hosted a lot of events, but in the BMX industry when I was younger in Arizona, and this, it, it's a lot easier than hosting like a BMX contest where you're having to deal with like hundreds of people that are, are doing something in your event rather than just putting a film and people buy tickets and show up. You know, it's... It's a lot of time and organization. You got to have financial backing for things like the venue, and even though you're a nonprofit, you still pay to use the film. And IF4 is great; they give you a good deal for being a nonprofit. Um, venues usually will give you a deal. Companies are pretty happy to donate um, product and things to do, you know, giveaways and um, whatever the proper wording is for Utah for a raffle opportunity drawing. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what go. it's called yeah. out here. So. Uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I've got a lot of connections in the in the fly fishing world and, and now more getting into hunting because of VHA and, and kind of starting my journey into, you know, hunting myself. And so it's it's a good way to raise to raise funds to do good projects. And and I as a club, we don't need money like there's no reason for us to have money other than to do projects. So us having it sitting in a bank account for BHA somewhere does nothing for us or for BHA or anybody. So we we just say, OK, well, we raised Five hundred dollars doing whatever we just did. Let's put five hundred bucks into a project in Cash Valley. Yeah. Because we don't. There's no point to hold on to it. We don't get it. BHA can't use it. It's just sitting in an account right. that says, you know, USU Club. So, right. it's it's great to see that the money that we make goes straight into boots on the ground work. You right. know, and that's that's our goal. We're not trying to be a club that talks about public lands. We're trying to do something for public lands. It's it's amazing that outdoor industry in general is just so grassroots i mean that's yeah very just supportive so supportive it's it's always people who are just passionate about something who want to see it done who just go out and do it which i really respect and love um you know it's always the trail builders are usually the volunteers right who go out yeah. and cut new trail or or maintain those trails or 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 out building fences and um so uh, you know this event just embodies everything that that the outdoor industry is and should be right people going out and just taking care of, of the land that they love and, um, you know, and kind of all around, you know, the activities that they love, they love as well. Um, we, we have a lot of access to that, right. You know, living, 
anywhere near campus or in Cache Valley, you're so close to just going outside and doing whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. You know, a responsible use of public land is all we're advocating for. Right. It doesn't have to be fishing and hunting. Right. Uh, and that's the other thing. I, I think I, I love, um, yeah, if you're not someone who fishes, you can come to this event and, and you know, the money that you spend on this event is going to go and help maybe, uh, you know, projects that are going to benefit you and the activity that you participate in. And I, I think we talked a little bit about, um, you know, helping people who don't participate or recreate on public lands understand the, the benefit that they get from having public lands nearby. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Maybe you don't physically go out and use the land nearby you. Um, what, what are some of the benefits that someone gets from having that land nearby or accessible? We'll go way more into detail in our spring symposium, which I'll make sure I get all the information over to you guys. But just to quickly sum that up, if you like clean air and you like clean water, it probably comes from the canyon, which is public land. You know, it's not, we're not like farming clean air in the valley where there's cars driving by and all these emissions. It's it's coming from the land that's above us. It's coming from the, the surrounding mountains, you know, and oxygen obviously comes from all over the place. But but if you think about it, if that all went away and it was just more cars, we probably wouldn't really enjoy breathing air as much. And the water probably wouldn't be as clean. So without without going into, you know, too much detail on it, it's, right. it's simple ecosystem services and things like that. And, you know, you may not ever step foot into the canyon, but you're still benefiting from it. Right. Absolutely. Um, what are the chances that we see... Um, any submissions from you in the future? Are you going to be in any, any one of these films? Do you have aspirations of doing that, working with a team? Oh, I've, and... been, I've been bugging Courtney to let me hide in his, his suitcase so I could go uh, fish with them. They're actually going, instead of coming to the showing this year, which Courtney came last year, he's in the intense media crew right. with Phil Tuttle. Um, I, I was texting him the other day. I said, hey, you know, are you going to come up again? He said, no, but I'll send some rods up and you can raffle them off. Or, and uh I said, well, where are you, you know, where are you going? He's like, we'll be in Columbia catching peacock bass. I said, oh, I'm coming with you. I'll let someone else run the show. <laughs> he said, it's pretty expensive. So, you know, obviously on a, a college budget, now my wife goes to school here as well. So yeah. that kind of isn't possible at the moment. But right. I do plan on going at least out fishing with those guys and stuff. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say I would ever be putting a film together. That's just not something that I plan on learning to do as well as these guys ever in my life. But... I'll, I'll go fish with them. I don't care. Right, I, mean, sure. I love, I love just going out fishing no matter what. So, right. Well, I, I think probably for these guys, one of the cool things is to be able to document their adventures and maybe some of it is selfish where they, they, they just want to preserve some of those memories that they created with other people and, and what better way to do that through, you know, you know producing a film that they, they can then share with other people. Um, I hope that people who listen to this can can look to you and see someone who wanted to see a change. Um, you know, there was a there's a I guess maybe a missing piece to our community, an opportunity to bring a film festival here, and you just went and did it. Um, kind of going back to our conversation around kind of this grassroots nature of the outdoor industry, um, and I hope more people see that. That okay, you could sit and complain about what you know, wherever you live doesn't have, or you could go and, and create that opportunity and, and bring something um, to this area. And I think there's there's plenty of other films that could be brought here in particular, you know, on a on a smaller scale, if we're just talking about film or, or other opportunities that people haven't thought of yet. Um, so I think what you've done is, is I, I think, inspiring to, to me, to other people. Um, 
you know, if you see a need, you can go out and, and get it done. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, There's a archery film festival for hunting called the Full Draw Film Tour, mm. and we almost brought it up here last year. It didn't kind of work out with timing and stuff with not just on our, on our end. It was like a last-minute thing we found out about. So that's something we definitely want to try and bring up here because I don't think there's any kind of hunting film tour up yeah, here not at all. That I'm aware they, of. they did a showing in, in Salt Lake. Um, the guy who puts it on is super cool. He like travels in a bus and puts on shows all over the United States. Wow. Really, really cool guy. I met him at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo last year and then hung out with him over the summer at the Backcountry Hunters and English Rendezvous in Idaho. And so I, I think that would be something we, we'd like to do up here. Um, BHA for the state chapter is hosting the Public Grouse Film Festival a month I can't remember the exact date, but it's down in Salt Lake City, and that's kind of raising awareness for, like, grouse conservation. I mean, it's it's hunting, but it's it's a lot of the hunters that are doing the conservation for the species. So right. um, it's more just like an upland, upland bird hunting film festival, which is pretty cool. So I, I was not involved directly with planning that, but they definitely called me and was like, hey, you know, you did one up here. How do we do a film festival down here? And you know, I was very supportive. I voted for sure for us to, to host it, and I thought it was a really cool project. So so definitely a lot of untapped potential for, for film and for these types of events to happen up here. I think our community is ripe for more of these events. And and I, I said this earlier, but we've, we've had, you know, the Warren Miller, the ski films here for a long time. Um, I think those, you know, love them. I think they dominate kind of the film, outdoor film. Um, and so it's really cool to see, you know, fly fishing and potentially hunting. And, um, and there's probably plenty of other activities that, that have a culture around, you know, film and creating films around their activities that I'm not even aware of that, that could be here as well. So um, anyone listening, you know, bring more films here. Yeah. Um, if, if you're passionate about that, that area, that sport. Last year there was a, I think it was an F3T. They did a, they snowboarded back into the backcountry of Canada yeah. and then fly fished a river. Oh, wow. And so they are like, obviously very talented snowboarders, if not professionals, because they're yeah. doing crazy tricks. And I, I was like, wow, this is not what I expected, but that's awesome. You know, yeah, we, I don't snowboard, but I thought it was really cool. Right. We, there's, we're, we're going to have this, um, this guy on, uh, hopefully in, in a month or two, but, um, he and a group of friends, uh, put together a snowboard film called Dojo and it's all about, it's a couple of local guys from this area for, from Ogden. Um, it's a, just a lot of their snowboarding, um, their powder surfing activities in this area. And then they take a trip to, to Japan. And so it's kind of, you know, they're snowboarding here in this area and then overseas and, and it's a couple of guys here locally that put it together. So, you know, a lot of opportunity for people who are creative, um, who love these activities to put together, um, these types of events, these films that they can share with everyone. So how does someone uh, get involved in the event or participate, um, at the very least buy tickets? Um, you, you shared the website before, but what is that again? Uh, to buy tickets, you can you can go to flyfilmfest.com and you'll click U.S. screenings and that will show you a map of the states and you just click Utah and you'd have to kind of scroll up to Logan area. Right. Um, you can also go... Really, you could Google, like, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, Logan, Utah, IF4, and it'll probably pop up. Right. Um, you can email, if you have questions about it, just email utahstatebha at backcountryhunters.org, and I'll be happy to respond to whatever questions you have and get you situated if you want to come and hang out or 
you know, come see the film, whatever, just be part of any of the projects that we do. Um, an- another thing that you were saying with the, like what it does in Cache Valley is we did the, the Providence Canyon cleanup where we, you may not, you know, care to go do anything in Providence Canyon, but if you went up there and just saw how some of those parking lots and like recreational shooting areas were treated and some of the camp spots, you probably wouldn't go back up there. We cleaned up 110 bags of 13 gallon bags of trash plus things that wouldn't fit in trash bags like broken tvs and pallets and that was like we felt like we didn't do much and we still had truckloads of trash going and so that that kind of stuff like anytime you go up there you could take a bag of trash or a bag trash bag and fill it up and probably not put a dent in it but at least you're doing something so we would like to do more stuff like that we just adopted a highway and that's going to take you know time to go out and clean it up and everything and it just allows us to give back and, and not have to pay out of our own pocket because your your proceeds from any of these events are, are going to help you be able to do it. That's great. Well, just to wrap up, you know, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers does so much for this community, as we've talked about. It, probably a lot more that, you know, projects we haven't talked about. And so we'll have we'll have to have you come back on. We've got another, you know, conversation that, that we had previously that will air as well that dives a little deeper into what you guys do as an organization. But appreciate everything you do for the community and, and for bringing great events like IF4 here, um, all the cleanup, all the projects. Um, so everyone go out, buy tickets for the film festival, and, and hopefully we see everybody there. You won't have a bad time. Yeah. That's good. That's great. That's what we like to hear. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the Highlander podcast. For more outdoor stories and content, connect with us on highlandermag.com. Thank you.